a woman has a close encounter of the U-turned kind. Because she's driving down the road, you get it? (laughs) Welcome back, welcome back. And then, I've talked about it a long time, it's on the Conspiracy Theory Iceberg, it's always been a theory of mine as well, and I think I have actually found a haunted website, today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to the season premiere of season 12 of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day, too. I hope you guys had a lot of fun during my break. I'm assuming everyone took a break as well. Oh, I want to say this, too. Not everyone listens to the bonus episodes. The bonus episodes from last week, they each had an extra half hour of content. It's the most in-depth behind the scenes we've ever done. And some of them even had follow-up stories. Some of them talked about the new stuff that Trump's been saying about UFOs. There has been information about people who have contacted me that, that I've covered in the past. Like, I've done episodes on them. Friends and family and the subjects themselves contacted me. A lot of really cool background information. So if you skip those episodes, because you're like, I already heard that one, check it out just for the bonus content. Most of them are double the length that they originally were. I don't know if that's a selling point or not, but there's a lot of really good behind-the-scenes stuff going on. Let's go ahead and give a shout-out to our newest Patreon supporter, Neil Hand, the Northern Irish kid. Neil Hand, take a bow there, do a little Irish bow. I don't know what that looks like. Maybe it's just a normal bow. Maybe it's a normal bow, but you're scowling while you're doing it. Neil, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. Thank you so much for supporting the show. If you can't support the Patreon, I totally understand it. Just help get the word out about the show. That really, really helps out a lot. I'm going to look over at Neil. Neil looks back at me. Little <laughs> secret glances. I'm going to toss him the keys to the Jason Jalopy. We're going to take a ride. First off, we are driving out to Finland. Probably need to take a boat. Probably need to take a boat. There's not a road that goes there yet. We're specifically headed to Sumo Namimi, Finland. It's June 25th, 1992. We're driving down a dark road, it's 9pm, and in front of us there's another car. And in that car is an unnamed woman. We're going to call her Nancy. Nancy's driving this car in front of us. She's a 54-year-old woman driving. That's, That's not exceptional. You are allowed to drive if you are a woman and you're 54 years old. She's driving back to her cottage in Ristinia. Now... She's made this journey several times. This is where her summer cabin is. The road is straight, but then it turns into a hill. She comes up over the hill, and as she's starting to crest the hill, she kind of sees movement at the top of the road. What she sees is two humanoids standing in the road. They're little short dudes. They're only two feet tall, and one is standing further out. So one's standing right in the middle of the road, and one is standing kind of on the edge of the road, and... She's still driving her car. She's not slowing down. But it appears that they're measuring something. And she describes these little fellas as two feet tall. They're dressed in gray overalls with belts on. Do you need a belt with an overall? Isn't the kind of point of having an overall? Like, isn't it just a pair of pants that, like, wraps around your chest? But, or is that a coverall? I don't know. Anyways, they were wearing belts. They were wearing superfluous belts. They didn't need them. These guys don't seem... Mystical, they seem fairly alien. They have big heads and large black eyes. Those are typical features we assign to gray aliens. But I'm still a little torn on this story because gray alien, two feet is very short for a gray alien. Gray aliens, 
average three feet at the shortest. Usually they're like three to four feet tall. So the fact that these are two feet tall and wearing clothes, gray aliens usually walk around naked, but maybe these aliens were more shy, but maybe they just like belts. <laughs> they couldn't just walk around with just a belt, so they put on overalls as well. The point is, is that she doesn't particularly describe them as aliens. They could be human-esque, more humanoid, but they definitely had big heads, large black eyes. None of this really matters because there's a thing going on called physics where her car is moving and she can't hit the brakes in time. So she's coming up over this hill. She sees these little dudes measuring in the middle of the road. The one who's farther off. So one standing in the middle of the road, one is towards the edge of the road. He turns, sees the car coming and jumps into a ditch. The dude in the middle of the road does not hear anything. He probably got like an ion disruptor fired right next to his ear earlier in the night. He's just standing there in the middle of the road. He's not looking at the car. He's probably wondering why his crewmate jumped in a ditch. He's like, oh, come on, Barry, not again. No more hide and seek. We have measuring to do. He doesn't move. He doesn't react at all. And Nancy just keeps on going. The car actually hits the creature. And she said the minute the car hit the creature, she heard a noise. Now, she didn't actually make that noise. It did kind of sound like Marge Simpson being stabbed to death. She said it sounded like a metallic sound. That was the actual word. N-I-U-U-H-H. So, pretty close, right? She hits this thing. She hears this horrible sound. She's like, oh no, Marge Simpson! She eventually stops the car. I'm imagining she didn't do it right afterwards. I don't imagine she stopped her car in the middle of nowhere where you know a creature's hiding in a ditch. I'm sure she probably drove home, went, got some food, is in McDonald's, McDonald's driving, coming from underneath her car. Eventually, though, she does check under her car. She goes to her car wash, enters a uh, road rally. Anyways, eventually she does stop her car and look underneath it. And there's no little little dude. There's no, like, lots of green blood or purple blood or regular blood. It could have just been a tiny man, road worker out there. There was no blood, no gore. She didn't notice that the plastic cover, like, underneath her car had been torn out. And that's an interesting story. That comes from... I got it from ThinkAboutItDocs.com. They got it from a author named Mervy Vertanen who wrote a book called Finland. I, you can't get any more descriptive than that. It's just a book about stuff about Finland, national landmarks, geography, running over aliens. It's all it's all compiled in this book. It's an interesting story because, first off, we very rarely have stories where aliens die. Normal, we're going to assume this dude did not make it, right? We're assuming that as she was on her cross-country journey, she's like, oh, I better get to my cottage. I'm falling asleep. It's another 300 miles. We have to assume at some point his his lifeless alien corpse fell out of the car. But you could also go into like interdimensional. Maybe he got maybe he got hit by the car and then he's like, oh, uh, oh wait, I can phase. I can shift to the eighth dimension. I should have done that before the car hit me. Whenever we come across alien bodies, they're usually related to UF. They're usually related to things that are fantastical, like UFO crashes or the military shooting aliens. Military, you know, like combat engagements is normally not like an alien. You just find a dead alien in like a rowboat in the middle of nowhere. You're like, what happened? They're like, oh, high cholesterol. What? Like we very rarely have aliens die of natural causes. I don't know if getting hit by a car counts as a natural cause. It doesn't actually now that I'm thinking about it. But we very rarely see aliens get killed on accident. That's the actual cause of death. 
So that's fascinating. It's fascinating too, assuming this story's true, right? It could be completely made up. We have the physical evidence as well. So she hits something, she hears the noise, and then there's physical damage to her car. So you have those three different things. So this story should give hope to all of those out there who are afraid of aliens. There, and I've said this several times on the show over the course of 500-some-odd episodes. Aliens, especially gray aliens, are super weak. They're, they, they're, they're weak, dude. they got tiny little arms. They're only about three feet tall. Their heads, their heads are massive, uh, so it's just a big target. The problem with hitting people, humans in the head, is their heads are so small. But aliens have the opposite thing. And the reason why our heads are so small, I actually don't know if there's an evolution reason why. But, like, punching a head or shooting someone in the head is very difficult. There's a huge gap between those two. Punch, Try punching them first before shooting them. But punching them in the head, it's this tiny little thing. So you got to do like body blows and stuff like that. Alien, it's the opposite. It would be harder to like punch him in the liver. than you're just like, oh, the biggest targets on this guy are his eyeballs. So you just punch his eyeballs, throw sand in them, squirt some glue in it. You, It would be hard to miss a headshot with an alien. They're super fragile. Apparently now you can run over <laughs> with your car. I mean, the worst that happened with this woman is, you know... She probably had to pay out of pocket. I don't think insurance. Co- I don't think insurance covers manslaughter. I wonder if she even told anyone because she's like, "Yeah, I ran over this little guy in overalls. Don't worry, he was an alien." His insurance company is calling both the hospital and the police at the same time. Like, you know what? You pay a couple hundred dollars, you get your car fixed. You get to tell everyone you ran over an alien. And again, don't be afraid of these guys. If if a reptilian's messing with you, I have bad news for you. Those guys do seem to be pretty tough. Eight feet tall and they're pure muscle. But like little gray aliens, dude? Nah. I'm surprised all the trash talking I do about gray aliens. Every so often when I go to bed at night, I'm thinking, yep. tonight, Tonight's the night they show up to show me the error of my ways. But I think they know I'm a fighter, dude. I think they know I'm a fighter. And I trash talk all the time. If I ever stop trash talking aliens... If I just stop covering gray aliens altogether, you'll know I was abducted and taught a lesson. But until then, boys, let's show them who's boss. Let's show them who planet this really is. The reptilians, because I can't beat those guys up. Neil, we are going to leave behind the Jason Jalopy. Let's get on board the magnificent Carpenter Copter. Put on your little pilot. He brought his own infrared goggles. Doesn't need them. We'll be flying through the day. But it looks cool in them. So thanks, Neil. Looking cool in your episode. And while he's getting suited up in his superfluous gear, I'm going to use that word again because I like that word. And while he's doing that, I'm going to pull out this little DVD player. Because I'm old, we're going to go to YouTube and I'm going to click play. This Halloween, prepare yourself for the terrifying suspense thriller, Spell. Starring Omari Hardwick from the TV show Power and Loretta Devine. Marquis, played by Omari Hardwick, awakens from a plane crash, imprisoned by a mysterious woman practicing hoodoo magic. He desperately tries to break free, to save his family from the sinister rituals that await. Spell is premiering at home on all digital platforms October 30th. Rated R. From Paramount Pictures. I actually looked the trailer up for this movie, because before the the group will ask me if I want to promote a movie, I watched the trailer for this. It looks dope. It actually, to me, it looks like a cross between Midsummer and Misery. And that kind of, you kind of get that from this description. This guy gets trapped in this town, this like Louisiana deep south town. It looks really good. It looks actually pretty spooky. But that is the movie Spell. Definitely check that out when it comes out October 30th.
Now, Neil turns around. He's all spooky in all of his gear, all of his spy gear he brought with us. He looks like a cyborg. Neil, fly this Carpenter copter on out. We are headed to a casino in the Deep South. (laughs) You're like, Jason, there are no casinos in the Deep South. But there is. Because we are going to land in a man's backyard. We're going to sneak into his house. And we're going to see a man on his computer gambling online. He's losing a lot of money. Now, four months ago, this man who we're going to call... I'm just going to make up a name for him because he. this is a, it, I, I, this is a weird one because I don't want to get into the point where I'm doxing somebody. But you'll understand my struggle as, as things go on. Let's call this guy. I'm going to totally make his name up. Let's call him Mark. Mark posts on a subreddit... Four months ago, a subreddit known as Problem Gambling. That's a rough subreddit. It is a really rough subreddit to go to. You guys know that I go. It's not rough like gore. Like there's, it, it, we're going to be talking a lot about like psychological terror for this. Now I know I'll be saying stuff. People will be like, "What? No way! Rotten is way worse." Or what? That's what we used to watch when we were not kids, but. Sure, there's worse websites than Rotten, but, oh, dude, I go to this gore website. This stuff isn't terrible. Gore websites, like, I understand why they exist, and everyone dies eventually, and and people have this morbid fascination with people dying in bizarre ways and violence and stuff like that, but everyone dies. But then you get to an age, and you're like, ah, I don't want this. This, this is terrible stuff. To, to, not good stuff to put into your brain. But when I was in my 20s, Oh, did you see that motorcycle accident on Rotten.com? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you just watch that stuff, right? You have a morbid fascination with death. But not everyone becomes a gambling addict. See, the stuff we're going to be talking about, it's it's horrifying on a different level, on a psychological level. And then it gets even darker than that. So keep that in mind when I'm talking about how disturbing these things are. I understand there's disturbing violence in the world but then there's something darker neil's like right this is the episode i'm on he's taking off his night vision goggles i was like sorry neil four months ago this man we called him mark posted on the problem gambling subreddit and it is exactly what you think it is it's people i I go to it all the time now i've become addicted to this website because i go to like the heroin subreddit and the meth subreddit i read all these subs about horrible things and problem gambling is 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 one of the worst, honestly, because it's people who go, I lost $15,000 in the last two days. I've never even had $15,000. People always talking about wanting to kill themselves because they owe $30,000. They have like eight maxed out credit cards. This one woman left her kids at home to go gamble. She lost $8,000 that night. There's one guy in the Balkans talking about how he owes money to Balkan mobsters it's tough stuff to read before you go to bed dude problem gambling mark posted this on here four months ago i previously posted on here in early february about confessing to my parents that i put myself in about ten thousand dollars in debt had lost my entire life savings and had built up a pretty bad gambling problem at age 25 he, he's in this situation, he, he realized he had a gambling problem, he stopped gambling, and then his buddy at work started talking about options trading. And he goes, that's not like gambling. Like, it is, but I mean, he learns that lesson. He goes, that's a skill thing. Like, if you know stuff about the stock market, I can make tons of money. He ends up losing even more money doing the options training. He lost $1,000 in a day. Two months later, 
he's back on problem gambling. Gave away 80% of my paycheck this morning within hours of it hitting my account. Deleted my online gambling account, but I feel truly helpless and sick. A couple days later, pops up on the Stop Drinking subreddit. He's gone nine days without drinking. He says that's the longest he's gone within four to five years. I'm only 26, but have been drinking to the point of heavy buzz drunk five to seven nights a week for about the last three years. One month later, he's on the trading card community. He lets them know he has a rookie LeBron James and a rookie Derek Jeter card, and he's sure they're worth a lot of money. Does he? Does anyone know where he can get these cards graded at? The same month pops up on a medical condition subreddit. Starts talking about how he's having problems with digestion. Thinks he might have Crohn's or IBS. Not for sure, but is looking for any advice on what to do with his stomach. He's also afraid it could be colon cancer, things like that. Same month, popped up on Stop Drinking again. Crossed a major line was the name of that post. I was blackout drunk last night and did something absolutely reprehensible. I'm absolutely disgusted that I'm capable of what I did. I'm never touching alcohol again. A couple weeks later, he's back on problem gambling. And Mark says, since his last post has dropped another couple thousand dollars. Two days after that, he goes to a subreddit called Breakups. And he says that three and a half weeks ago, he got dumped by his girlfriend who he had been with for three and a half years. And he just talks about the tragedy of what that is, what that means to him. Thought this was going to be the girl I marry, and then all of a sudden we haven't talked since it happened. I cried a lot when it happened, but have tried to make positive changes in my life. I haven't drank since it happened, and I've worked out every day. Out of nowhere tonight, I burst out crying and have been laying in bed feeling the lowest I felt since it happened. He posts again in the breakup subreddit, and it's kind of the same thing, talking about, it's just a couple days later, like everything he's still going through. Pops back up. A day later on the Stop Drinking subreddit. Day 30. Made it through a wedding without touching a drop. He says, The longest I've gone since I started drinking when I was 15. Excited to keep it going and continuing to work on myself. One day later, back on the breakup subreddit. To say I've been a poor employee since I was broken up with. One month ago. Would be an understatement. Focusing on work just seems impossible, and I just can't find it inside of me to care about deadlines or work goals right now. Fortunately, I've told my managers I was going through some personal stuff, and they seem to understand and be supportive. One day later. Sex Offender Support. It's a subreddit where people... It's exactly what it sounds like. I guess it really doesn't need any explanation. One day after the post about the breakups. Potential sentencing. I don't want to get into any specifics, but I spoke to a detective today, and it sounds like I'm about to be charged. This occurred in a southern state. I just wanted to ask you guys about your experience with charges versus sentencing. In discussions with my lawyer, it sounds like they hate taking sex offender cases to court, so you can typically plead to lesser charges. was curious to hear how it was for some of y'all. I'm absolutely terrified and had hoped this terrible fuck-up of mine was not going to ruin my life. But here we are, just trying to take everything a day at a time. He hasn't posted since. Maybe later that day or the next day, he responded to someone else on the sex offender support subreddit, 
who was saying, things work out just fine, guys. I was sentenced for five years for being a sex offender. And look at me now. I'm married. And I have a bunch of stepkids. And you're just like, oh my god. Well, there's two things we have to unpack here. But let me finish this story of Mark. And then let me get into what I truly believe is a haunted website. The reason why, I, I this was a tough one because I didn't want to... It's, it, I, listen, I don't know what this guy did but I can almost guarantee it's super gross, right? This stuff is posted publicly, and I'm allowed to talk about stuff that I see, but I can't act... You could... There could be a legal issue if I gave you his username or 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 gave you, like, the, the links, you know what I mean? Then they could say I'm targeting this guy as much as he may deserve. I don't know what he's guilty of. I, I'm, I'm assuming it's gross, right? I'm assuming it's gross, but... This was a tough one because I can't go, here's his username, here's his post, there's not going to be any links. But I want you to think for a second, this is what I'm talking about, that side. I'm almost at a loss for words, and I have so much to say at the same time. You can follow this guy's journey through the subreddits. He's definitely dealing with some issues of alcoholism and gambling addiction. And that's rough on anybody. But when we get to that event... And it's so fascinating. I know not everybody loves Reddit. I have my issues with Reddit as well. But the fact that you can track stuff back like this, it's almost like being a social archaeologist. I think there's actually I think there's actually a term for that. But that one month ago, stop drinking, crossed a major line. I was blackout drunk last night and did something absolutely reprehensible. That matches up to when his girlfriend broke up with him. So what did he do? It's a fascinating story. And you watch this man slowly descend to the point where detectives are knocking on his door. Now, that post on sex offender support is gone. He's erased that. But his other accounts remain. His other posts remain. He hasn't posted since. So, in a, in a nutshell, it's, that story's weird enough. But let's talk about haunted websites. It's on the Conspiracy Theory Iceberg. They have it listed as Enchanted Websites. And I've talked several times on the show, like I said in the introduction, about... Haunted websites. If a house can be haunted, if a doll can be haunted, a website can be haunted. It is a place. It is a place that we go. I believe sex offender support on Reddit is haunted. I 100% believe that. You can go to all the gore websites you want, but you're not going to find anything like you find on this subreddit. There's no pictures. There's no videos. Nothing like that. Every post on there is someone at the end of their rope. It might be one of the most misery-filled places I've seen on the internet. Again, watch, go to LiveLeak and watch, I'm not recommending this, but you go to LiveLeak, you watch like cartel beheadings and stuff like that. It's not going to make your day. It's probably going to ruin it. But there's something different about this subreddit. Now, some of them are people who have gotten out of prison. And they are there to give advice to the people. This guy posted the other day, and he goes, I'm facing 25 years. What advice do you have for me going into prison? The dude was in his 20s, because again, I was going back through his Reddit history. The dude was in his 20s, posting about rocks he found, how he should design his bushes. That's all gone. It's like watching someone blow their brains out, like any gore video. But it takes 25 years to finish the film. That's why this is worse than that gore stuff. 
We were cutting each other's heads off for the past 100,000 years of humanity, bashing in people's skulls. This is inhuman stuff. And you're watching people who engage in inhuman activity give each other advice. It's, it's so bizarre. There's something wrong with this subreddit. There really is. I actually found out about it because you guys know that I go to the meth, the heroin. Maybe you guys don't. This is your first episode. I go to the meth subreddit, heroin subreddit, opiate subreddit, drug subreddit, crippling alcoholism. I check them every single night. On the heroin subreddit, some guy goes, because they're getting ready to shut it down. Reddit's about to shut it down because they keep posting photos of heroin and meth and stuff like that. Reddit's starting to clamp down on them. And her- one of the heroin guys, his name's Mr. Heroin, he said, whoa, 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 you're trying to shut us down when this exists? And I looked at the little link and I'm like, what? Sex offender support? What is this? And I clicked on it and I swear it's haunted. I swear there is something wrong with this subreddit. There's obviously something wrong with the people who exist on the subreddit. But you guys got to understand, I go to all sorts of crazy subreddits. I go to like the cult subreddits and like the crazy subreddit, like the gang stalking, MK Ultra gang stalking, all that stuff. I go to weird conspiracy subreddits where the people in the subreddits have mental problems. And it's nothing. Like the people, it's, it's something to the people. They're running around living their lives in a crazy state. But when you're reading it, you're like, oh, this guy's crazy. Check this subreddit out. Check it out late at night. You, I, I know you think I'm making some sort of weirdo spooky story to tell in the dark thing. Check this subreddit out late at night. Scroll through it. Read the posts. You'll see the same names pop up here and there. Some of the cases may interest you. Check out their Reddit history. See how far they've fallen. The problem gambling one where people have lost $15,000, $20,000 in the matter of 48 hours, it has nowhere near the same emotional energy in it that this subreddit does. I think there's something wrong with this subreddit. I mean, outside of the f- subject matter. It feels like you're navigating a void. It's almost like there you can the I, I, it's hard to put into words but i'm going to try cuz this is a podcast the negative energy of these people actually fills the space around you it's terrifying it's 100% terrifying there's something wrong with it and like i said i've gone to the gore websites i've gone to the cult websites i've read these long rambling posts written by someone who's obviously in some sort of massive psychological issue decline. That's a long way of saying they're crazy. This is totally different. Check it out. You won't just be disturbed by the content. And, and, and again, again, there's no photos, there's no videos, there's no links, nothing like that. What it is, it's people talking about their life ending. And it's not even like a cancer subreddit where they're like, I'll never get to see my daughter get married. Death is normal. What these people are doing isn't. If a website can be haunted, this is it. You can actually sense the emotional energy. You, you can't sense it. You can feel it. It's like a, a wet, heavy rug being thrown on you in a winter rainstorm. Their misery is palpable. It was funny when I told Sabine that I'd first found this subreddit. She goes, well, I have a question for you, though. Do you feel sorry for any of them? And it's funny because I looked at her and I go, No. I go, and that's the weird thing, too. 
I go, I always feel like I have such a... Uh, the last episode of my podcast, I said if someone gave Saddam Hussein a hug, we wouldn't have had the bath party. But you can't feel sorry for these guys. It's, it's, it's an emotional void. There is some, this, this sub, there is something going on with it. I know this sounds like a super weird twist on Are You Afraid of the Dark? But I'm telling you, go to this subreddit. Go to it late at night. And just scroll through, click, read. You'll notice that the room feels a little bit darker. A little more heavy. It could be because we are actually reading posts from people who have messed up so profoundly. Not only are they going to prison, but they will be viewed as something other than normal for the rest of their life. It could be because we're listening to people who are doing something that is inhumane. And I've said this on past episodes as well. A lot of times when people think of child abuse images, they think a 16-year-old girl who looks like... That's not what this stuff is. When people are getting arrested for this stuff, it's not a 16-year-old or 15-year-old who looks like she's 18. That is not what these people are being arrested for. This is... Statistically, they are very, very young victims. So don't go, oh, it's just some guy. And sometimes you'll see posts like that. They're like, well, if a 21-year-old kisses a 17-year-old, you can get arrested for sex assault. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Um, that's not what these um, that's not what these people are getting arrested for. This is young. Statistically, it's very young victims. So it could be the fact that we're sharing a digital space with people who prey on. People under the age of 12, of 10, 6. So it could be that these people are talking about disgusting things. It could be that these people have committed disgusting acts. It could be, it, it could be any sort of thing. But I sincerely believe that this subreddit is haunted. And that's not, I'm not making a joke about it. I'm not like, haha, isn't this funny? Subreddit is haunted. There's something wrong with the subreddit itself. And I don't know exactly what it is. It's probably a lot of different factors. All I know is that when you read these posts, it actually, it feels as creepy as standing in a haunted house. Maybe not at first. You read a post. Like, Jason, are you really telling us to go to this subreddit? I kn- All I'm saying is that if you want to... I don't even want to say if you want to experience it. It is human misery focused at such a high level that I swear, like when I'm sitting there and I'm on it and I'm reading these posts, it feels heavy and dark the same way you would feel if you walked into a haunted house or into a spooky woods or into an abandoned cemetery. If my theory is correct and websites can be haunted, this is one of them. And because of my experiences reading this website, I hope I never find another haunted website again. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. You're like, man, I wish I didn't listen to this episode. Now I'm scared to go to Reddit. I love you guys. Stay safe, and I'll see you back again tomorrow. <laughs>